You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. And welcome back into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Uh, my name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for this evening. I'm here with Kevin Reynolds. Hello. Andrew Hofkamp. How's it going, guys? And Jacob Pretty. What up? You didn't say anything. You I said, just, what's up? You know like this the, is a podcast. What's up? Right? Like, no one can see you. We're all trying hard to match your energy, Flynn. That 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 jump in today was just that, peak, yeah. was great, right? You inspired me. Pretty tried so hard, yeah. he vanished. <laughs> I tried so hard, I didn't Pretty's say anything. Like, Pretty's like, I'm going to do this nonverbal thing on a podcast. <laughs> I'm famous for oh, that, man. you know. Cheers. So if you, if you would like more uh, or less of pretty i should say uh go ahead and follow us on our uh twitter facebook page and instagram at aired bnb uh and follow all of our hosts on all those platforms as well uh you'll get commentary that you probably don't want um kevin will tweet random sports memes all of the time um and i will tweet on occasion uh and and Hope Camp, you you had some uh, some solid likes on on Twitter this uh, during the Super Bowl. Oh my for, god! For, uh, I've never hashtagging Superb Owl, uh, which I thought was hilarious because Twitter doesn't know the difference between Super Bowl and Superb <laughs> Owl, so I purposefully capitalized it like that, knowing that the hashtag would be in there. And it was a tweet about the Super Bowl, and uh, yeah, it got several looks likes, and uh, it, it's not really trending, um, but it was by far the most viral I've ever been. Second, actually, yeah. that's a lie. Second most viral I've ever been. Uh, I was going to say, there's been a lot of things that you've probably been at least semi-viral for. Uh, a story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. we'll tell that. We'll tell some stories about going viral in Louisville at some point during the podcast, I'm sure. Uh, so tonight, I am drinking uh, one of my my go-to bourbons that I always have on, on hand. It's Old Granddad Bottled in Bond. It's my, my go-to favorite bourbon. It's about uh, my price range that, you know, I can pick up a bottle every single time I run out. So, Kevin, what are you drinking? I feel that. I'm also doing a a, a normal, uh, everyday Tuesday night bottle of bourbon for me. Um, it's just a glass of it, not the whole bottle. Uh, but I'm, I'm <laughs> drinking say, Bullet. Drink a uh, bottle every night. The night's young. The night is young. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, okay. we might go four hours. Who knows? <laughs> um, I am drinking uh, one of my early favorites as well. This is a little Evan Williams single barrel. The Joy of Single Barrel, this one, bottled September 10th, 2013, or barreled on 20, in 2013, and bottled January 20th, 21. So, seven and a half years old, recently bottled. I'm having a good time. Uh, pretty, what are you sipping on? I was really hoping you would uh, say early times after your uh, early comments there, but that was a nice one. Pretty. Not that clever. <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking uh, uh, another kind of go-to for myself. Uh, seems to be a trend tonight. Uh, Larceny Small Batch. Uh, I've got a nice little... Uh, it's not quite a handle, but it's bigger than... I guess it technically is a handle. Anyways, um, so i you know just been polishing that over the past couple weeks. And, uh, pretty pretty nice is that... To crack it again. Is that a liter? Uh, if it's more than a fifth and not a handle, I feel like you picked up a liter. No, yeah, he said it leader. has a it, it has a handle. He said it has. No, he it's said it was a milliliters. No, he can hold it. It's got <laughs> a handle. It, 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 yeah, there's no handle. <laughs> so it's pretty, not a handle. pretty. How many how many milliliters are in your or liters are in your bottle? Uh, approximately one thousand milliliters or one liter. Hmm. I can math. And how, Do you know how many is in a handle? 
I can't remember. 1.75. Okay. All right. How Fun many, fact. How many Fun champagne fact, bottles also referred are in to a magnum? As a 175. <laughs> how many champagne bottles? Say? How many champagne bottles are in a magnum, Flynn? I have no clue what you're referencing. I don't use those. I was gonna say none of us are magnums. <laughs> <laughs> private in, private <laughs> investigators. So that takes us into our first segment uh, of the night. Uh, it's it, it's called Beyond the Bourbon. Um, so you're, you're going to get an intimate look into our lives uh, and learn a little bit about each of us uh, in our random lives. Beyond, Beyond the Bourbon. First topic we're going to talk about is jobs, careers, uh, places of employment. Um, I think... You know, I I think I have worked more jobs uh, and more random jobs than most of you have. I've st- I started off being a lifeguard. I've, uh, you know, I've been fired and I've been laid off on two separate occasions. So, uh, you know, I, you know, I have a, a rich job history. So let, let's let's learn a little bit about each other. Kevin, what was your first job? My first job was as an usher at the Louisville Bats baseball park in Louisville. I I wanted to get paid to stand around and watch baseball, uh, and it was a blast. I had a fantastic time, got to know some of the players, um, and uh, and met some interesting people. Uh, This this is more of a question for anyone that's very deep in Louisville history. Was it the Redbirds then, or were you old enough to be part of the Bats? It was actually... (laughs) Okay, that a was a somewhat honest question. question. Uh, a somewhat <laughs> honest question, and also, uh, how old are you? Bats. It was it was one of the first seasons at Slugger Field. One of the first seasons of baseball in history. I think you <laughs> yeah. know. I I think just gonna tag in on that. I think that that's like one of the best jobs that like someone in the high school age range could acquire is like getting paid to watch baseball. Like oh, even as awesome. someone who's not a big baseball fan, I would love that job. No, I think the best job that you could have is one that I got fired from, actually, um, was being a an assistant at a pro shop um, at the, the Maysville Country Club. And so I got to, to sit around, you know, do some cashier stuff, make sure people paid for the carts. I had to clean the carts. Um, you know, I was 17, and uh, sometimes, you know, the, the patrons would leave alcoholic beverages in the carts um, that, you know, did not find their way to the trash, let's say. Um and, you know, when it was when it wasn't busy, I got to sit around and watch TV, which is actually what got me fired. Um, one day I was watching not the, the seventh not the round. Drinking. Not the drinking, but <laughs> no, the TV no, watching. No, my, if, you, if you knew my boss then, he was he was cool There's, with it. There was a system. Um, it was don't you dare watch TV. Drinks are fine. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so I was, yeah, I was sitting around on a Sunday watching the seventh round of the NFL draft. And there was like four carts that I hadn't cleaned. And he stops by and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just watching the NFL draft. And he's like, why aren't you working? And I was like, the draft is on. And so then he just didn't schedule me ever again. You were 17 when you had your first job? No, that was my second job. Okay. Yeah. How, I was wait, a lifeguard how, that, as well. That doesn't feel overly old for that. How old were you? Wait, were you like child labor over there, Kevin? This was, was before child labor laws. When I, think I, was, <laughs> I think I was 15. 
when I got my first job. Seventeen is not crazy, <laughs> right? I mean, I was sixteen, so like maybe that's way too old to have the first job. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have a job until I could drive to my job, um, which was Hallmark. If anyone knows anything about me, it's <laughs> that I love uh, Hallmark gifts and cards. <laughs> And Wait, what? Hold on. Precious moments, on. all Wait. of it. Uh, you worked for Hallmark? I have never received a precious moment from you, ever. <laughs> no. Not once. No. They're all cold bricklies from you. Well, that's fair. That's because I, I spent at such a young age, I, I depleted my system of my, my entire arsenal of precious moments and goodwill to people at Hallmark, and now I've just got nothing left. But that was my first job. You, so you had, you had stock? You had stock in, in Hallmark, and you've just, you know, you don't have that anymore? No, I wouldn't say I had stock in Hallmark. I, <laughs> they don't I don't stock understand the stock to, market. I don't, don't, I don't understand stock, the stock market. You weren't day trading as a 16-year-old? <laughs> All I know is I think someone shorted us because we went out of business. It was definitely Kevin. Okay, okay. Old and short is the theme for me today. Good. Good. Kevin, that's the theme every day. So it's a different podcast. Just make it so easy. <laughs> Pretty, tell us about playing piano or something. <laughs> Yeah, so listeners, uh, yeah, as the they like to make fun of me for, um, I, I've had several jobs, way more than Flynn. I would actually argue that I've had more jobs, with quotation marks, than all of you all combined. Um, but uh, my first job, quotation marks, uh, I actually got hired to play uh, at my church as the organist slash pianist at my church at the age of i think i was 11 years old so wow you were you a go. little pianist at the time <laughs> yes little yep little yeah i mean he hadn't even flourished into a full-grown penis at that point yep <laughs> and there okay, we go jacob, jacob i i don't consider you having I think you might have had like one job in your life because what you do is gigs like you you play gigs that are temporary and contract type things. So I have come to, for my own reasons, define gigs versus jobs as a gig being a one time event that I never return to, whereas a job is any type of contract that is prolonged more than one week. So I've had several jobs and even more gigs. But in one of these cases, so if that's your definition, in one of these cases, pretty worked for me. Oh, yes. Um, where he was the music director at at uh, the school I work where they were doing a musical. He was our accompanist and music director. And he got paid $200 and a case of beer. That was his job. Uh, and that was his compensation for the job. I forgot about that. So, one of those felt like it was a little off the books. Yeah, super <laughs> official there. I think that, yeah, hiring yeah. director over here. Very, very off the books. Reporting Actually, the you one to job, the, one of the jobs that I legit did have, I almost got fired for uh, kicking a hole in the wall. Um, I remember that. I, I helped you not get fired from that job. Yeah, yeah because thank it, you. because that summer you just decided that you were going to parkour everything. Yeah, it, and was, so it was right after decided, the office parkour. I, I, I got, came out. I got like was, somewhat so I interrogated during that. Yeah, and they were I like, that. So, Hope Camp, Hope Camp, what happened? Did you have anything to do with it? And I was like, I cannot tell you this more plainly enough. Pretty just decided to yell parkour and drop kick off the wall. And <laughs> kick, that, that was it. No one dared him. No one prompted him. He just was like, this is happening. And that's what like, happened. We were just walking down the hallway and you just go parkour and kick a hole in the wall. 
<laughs> we all just kind of look at you dumbfounded. I tried to run up the wall, and the wall did not support my weight, and my foot went it did through not, the wall. Not at all. It's fine. It's cool. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about someone else's embarrassing job stories, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, if it would have been very unfair, Flynn, if you and I were still on that job where we almost got fired the year before for drinking, then got rehired, and then pretty got fired for being an idiot for two seconds. <laughs> that is interesting. So, okay, so it wasn't my first job, but I would say my most random job that I uh, often have told the story of is that my best friend in high school and I, Joe, and you all know Joe, obviously, we were once hired as singing cowboys for local daycares um, in the city of Louisville. We no dressed in in cowboy gear and we'd show up and we'd sing old cowboy songs like Clementine and we'd sing cowboys like us and some other things that I can't remember. But but singing cowboys is probably the most random experience on my resume that I will I will always cherish. Hold um, on. Kevin, is this before like the petite princess party, you know, craze that everyone has to have a princess? Were th- were they thinking they were like getting Woody the cowboy? Oh yeah, no, like- we got put out of business by by Elsa. You know, everybody wants Elsa <laughs> at their birthday parties now, and it used to be we want Cowboy Joe and Sheriff Kev. Um, we were, <laughs> Please you know, tell me those were I your cannot, names. I cannot <laughs> imagine anyone was like, I want these guys. They're like, oh, my God, I forgot to get somebody. <laughs> no, we, we, didn't do any, we didn't do any birthday parties or anything like that, but it was a um, – we were both connected to somebody who was running a daycare, and she, she called us and said um, – I need singing cowboys, and you're who I thought of. And we were like, yep, that's us. I'm from Connecticut. He's from California. Uh, we are singing cowboys. Um, that's that's what we're going to do. I, I, I can't help but also think about when you were in churches chugging Smirnoff Ices as one of your jobs as well. <laughs> and I, I'm wondering which one is actually more ridiculous. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> so I've been put Singing on the spot cowboys. here. So when, off ices and churches. When, what? When, um, when icing became a thing, and icing quickly, if no one knows, is this phenomenon that happened in around the time of like 2010, I think was the summer where icing came out, where it was if you were to present someone with a Smirnoff ice, they would have to get down on one knee, no matter where they were, and chug the Smirnoff ice. And you could... Um, you could counter ice somebody if you kept one on your pocket at all times. If they iced you, you could ice them back, and they had to do both. Like it was this craze, and it was going on. We took it real serious. We did, we did. <laughs> and at the time, I was—I had just graduated undergrad, and I was about to go to grad school. And I needed, you know, it was—it was. It was um, I was living in Louisville for a three, like a two-month time period between undergrad and grad school, and we were hired to do some work. Me and a couple of our fraternity brothers and friends were hired to do some work where we would go in and and we would clean out old office buildings. And in this one case, there was a church that had been sold, and uh, it was the home of some lots of different things. And we needed to move all the stuff out of the church into a new place. Um, and at one point in the middle of the day, we were like moving a desk um, out of an office space in the church, and I held something rattle in the desk drawer, and so I opened the drawer, and one of my one of my colleagues had placed a Smirnoff ice in there, and so yes, I I consumed a Smirnoff ice in a church, um, 
and there were other antics that took place around that time. Um, but that was that's a, a story for another day. Uh, but yes, <laughs> technically, I have consumed Smirnoff Ice in a church. Not proud of it. Well, while it worked, it is it is true. <laughs> while it while it worked, that's great. Sorry, mom. So I have a I have a question a follow up question to your singing cowboys as well. Um, you said Elsa put you out of business, but Frozen came out in 2013. So were you doing this when you were 25? Yeah, no. Kevin was singing cowboy well into his 40s. <laughs> I am 33, and I have made it very clear. Um, no, I was being facetious, Flynn. Uh, I was playing into the we did birthday parties narrative. Pretty was was sharing. No. Um, just making just making sure yes. that you and Joe weren't moonlighting secretly as, as singing cowboys singing the entire cowboys. time you've known me. No, uh, yeah. we were not. <laughs> um, we did for about five minutes talk about starting a, a band uh, around college time that we were going to be called Pocket Aces. Um, Joe God. was good at guitar and I owned a guitar. Um, and yep. so it was, you know, one of those things It just never took off. But when you think about the road not taken, um, <laughs> I can't imagine uh, why. Uh, it, you know, I can't either. I can't either. Question. I, I also have a follow-up question about the singing cowboys. Um, so, Kevin, was this person who originally contacted you, was this uh, before or after you and Joe were cast as singing cowboys in Crazy for You? It's a great question. It was after. <laughs> ah, so she saw your work and loved it Putting and the said, I'm going to hire these guys to come to my daycare. She did not see the musical but um, had heard that we at least owned cowboy boots, hats, and apparel for that musical. So we were, we were right up there. I think we made $50 each to be the singing cowboys, Cowboy Joe, and I think I was Sheriff Kevin. In, in, Kevin's, de- gig. in Kevin's defense, I was the scarecrow in the eighth grade Wizard of Oz, and no one asked me to put that costume on ever again. So I think Oh, you've never been hired as a scarecrow? Decent. Yeah, I was never hired as a singing scarecrow. such a scarecrow. good job of scaring people. Um, and crows. We scared crows. Oh. I don't have time so, to yeah, explain. I, I don't have time to explain whatever. scarecrows to you, Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kevin, that sounds like an awful like like I can't even imagine doing doing that myself. Like I'm not I'm not, you know, into theater or anything like that. So I, I, you know, I would be terrible at it. So I just can't even imagine. That sounds awful. We had a great time. And, you know, like we always it was fun for the kids. It was fun for the adults because there's this there's a lyric in Cowboys Like Us where they say that, you know, the drink one more cold one. And I think they even say cold beer. And we changed it to cold milk. And the adults found that funny. But the kids just thought we were drinking milk on the range. And so it was a great time. Um, so, I, you well, know. I hear rum I'd, goes I'd great do it again. with you, who? I would do it again. <laughs> I would do it again. So speaking of jobs that you you would not do again, uh, <clears throat> what are some of your worst job experiences? Mine kind of vary, but I think the worst was uh, when I was in – high school, I had gotten this job at a lumber yard called Kibler Lumber. And this job was super unofficial. They never even gave me a shirt, but I was supposed to stock the shelves and I knew where nothing was in the store. They were just like, go put these on the shelves. And you know, when you're doing, you know, hardware, you should probably be pretty accurate about where you're putting stuff. I had no clue where I was putting it, but, but they also were like, Hey, you are leaving <clears throat> with this guy. At six in the morning to go drive an hour and a half uh, to insulate a barn. 
And I was like, I've never insulated a barn before. And they're like, it's okay. It's okay. He'll, he'll show you. And so my job was to, to rip open these bags of fiberglass insulation and load them into a hopper in the back of a truck that looks like a moving truck. So I was loading into this hopper in about a hundred degree weather. And I did that for about six straight hours. That was the absolute worst job because I was inhaling fiberglass. It was hot and disgusting. And they were like, you're going to do this again tomorrow. And I was like, "Mm, I really would rather stock the shelves that I don't know where anything is. So that was probably my worst job experience. And the guy was crazy. He was like, I never get in fights because I would kill the guy. And I was like, "Okay, we're we're going to just move right past that and not talk the rest of the drive. Uh, So what are your what are your worst jobs? So <clears throat> I've got a, and this, this was a legit, a, a job, although y'all probably would call it a gig. Uh, but before the time of Uber and Lyft and all that stuff, um, I was, uh, uh, recruited by a, f- a fellow classmate of mine. Um, I was in college. Um, he, uh, for the Kentucky Derby had always, uh, been hired by this guy, uh, this really, really, really very, um, wealthy uh, individual who would pay him a um, indeterminable amount of money to rent several black SUVs, insure those black SUVs, and then recruit several drivers for those SUVs, for which then when he and his guests showed up for the Kentucky Derby, we were responsible for being their like personal chauffeur around Louisville. So I was hired as like a personal chauffeur um Definitely looking back, it's like very borderline, like not exactly legal because uh, we didn't really have things covering us. Uh, but however, I'm pretty sure the individual and uh, that I was driving around had a net worth somewhere in the range of like close to a billion dollars. Was it um, Diddy? Comas. Was it Diddy? <laughs> it was. It was not Diddy. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, or was a partial owner of the um, of the. Cowboys or Texans or both at one time? I can't remember. But I don't think it, you can own two NFL teams at the same time. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was one one of them. Sorry. It, it was actually Taco from the league, and he owned DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that was, that was the weirdest job that I ever had that I would definitely not go back to just because I, I don't know. Very, maybe not totally legal. So, whoops. I had a, a dumpster fire of a door-to-door business-to-business sales job for uh, almost a year where I was just good enough to keep doing it and definitely bad enough at it to where I should never do it. Um, and the whole time, I'm just literally walking around Cincinnati uh, in whatever weather there is and using my own car, my own gas, and all of these things. And um, just a real real terrible experience. No fun stories with it, um, but it that was probably my worst job ever. I remember when you worked that job. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, one of uh, one of my friends, um, Pat. For those of you who know Pat, uh, he saw me like we hung out some during that that year or whatever. And then like six eight months after I started working, uh, he looked and he goes, "Hope Camp, you seem just a lot happier now that you're not working that job anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, no, probably right. Uh, I don't feel any different necessarily, but yeah, hundred percent right." Yeah, uh, you know, jobs that drain you are <clears throat> terrible. I, you know, I worked at a, a liquor store, uh, and it was like 
just the absolute worst. You know, you had to stand there and just get yelled at or or not get yelled at by customers for just, you know, bourbon being too expensive. I'm like, I don't make the price. Why are you yelling at me? This is terrible. Uh, anyway. Yes. Or getting yelled at by, by people for textbooks being too expensive. <laughs> That's your current job. <laughs> that is my current job. <laughs> well, thank you all for sharing. Uh, we will we will do this again at some point to talk about, uh, you know, interesting, potentially interesting things uh, from our lives uh, in the past. So moving on, uh, we are going to have, again, a useless analysis of an in-depth topic or whatever we call it in-depth analysis in-depth of a useless analysis. Topic. yeah in-depth useless analysis um nope whatever useless. we call this in-depth analysis yes yes we are going to talk at length back and forth uh in-depth about a topic that you don't need to know more about but you're gonna be That's glad a really you long did. title you're gonna be glad you did no i didn't that wasn't the title i just said what we're gonna be doing you don't listen that's the problem <laughs> uh, this is an in-depth this is an in-depth analysis you. You don't of a listen. useless topic you don't listen useless in-depth analysis today's useless topic will center around batman but uh batman is really just emblematic of a larger discussion here um he's the most prominent uh figure that kind of fits this discussion uh, and that discussion is is batman a superhero is Batman a superhero? Now, obviously, he's got his own comic books. He's got several successful movie franchises, several terrible movie franchises, his own show, all of these things. Um, he does stop crime, fight crime, all that kind of stuff in the same arena as several other crime fighters, a la Superman, The Flash, these other um, charged up people. However, um, and I think this is where the debate will center, Batman is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is a human being with the same powers physically as any of us could have. Um, so he is not a special person other than his money and situation. And so does that make Batman then a superhero or does that make Batman a cool guy to have around in a fight? Um, so that discussion will open up and I'm going to throw out a couple of uh, definitions that I think uh, might be here uh, superhero, Merriam-Webster, fictional hero, having extraordinary or superhuman powers. Also, an exceptionally skillful or successful person. Um, Oxford, a benevolent fictional character with superhuman powers, such as Superman. Um, so you can see where this gray area will, will come into play. Um, but pretty, I'm interested to hear what you're going to have to say about Batman's status in the Justice League of superheroes. So... Here's the thing. First, I'm going to disagree with you. Batman, uh, depending on which arc you're following, uh, does is a little bit more than the average human just simply because he has the money to afford uh, training and all kinds of gadgetry. So I, I do think he is a little – while, yes, he's just another human, money, yes. Money and gadgets don't make someone superhuman. They just make them having money and gadgets, and I think that's the point. So – but You're, I, I have not stated point, a case either way, but I do think that uh, that that does not satisfactorily that's fair. disprove anything. I think I think the point though is that you keep saying superhuman. Is Batman superhuman? Absolutely not. Is he a superhero? Sure. However, I like to throw out the term, and I, I think he's the quintessential antihero. 
Um, you know, when the origins of Batman started with him, uh, in, uh, 1939 in, um, uh, I want to say it was like detective something, it was something with action comics. I just remember that much about it. Um, but he was, he was basically like a detective kind of dude, you know, Dick Tracy type first off. Then it's kind of been uh, throughout the years that he spun into this kind of like crime fighting guy. But I do think he doesn't fit the mold of the traditional superhero. However, I think he's got elements of the anti-hero. Uh, maybe not as far as like a Punisher or um, as far as uh, uh, some of these other individuals that we really think of anti-heroes. But if you really break it down, uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman, is definitely not a superhero, but an anti-hero so if you want to classify anti-hero superhero sure then he's well well let me let me ask you this because you mentioned you distinguish between superhero and superhuman and i think that's kind of the crux Mm -hmm. of this debate do you think superheroes and superhuman are necessarily the same no can you be one without the other yeah you can be a super you can be a superhuman and not be a superhero can you okay i guess that should can you do that the other way around can Can you be a superhero and and not be superhuman yeah i think so okay then I have no idea where you stand on this. It is a yes or no question. You said sure, then you said no, then you said yes, then you added some weird qualifier about about uh, anti-hero. Answer the question. I'm, I'm going like like political debate. Answer the question. Yes or no. Did you order the code red? Well, depends on which way you look at it. No. Um, uh, Yes or no, I'm going to say yes. Batman is a superhero. Kevin, retort. Oh, well, he's just wrong. <laughs> I was just going to let him I was going to let him stand there in his wrongness and be wrong, and that's fine. Um, I, I I have trouble with the, you know, we can have a whole separate conversation of what an anti-hero really is, and I agree the Punisher is a much better example. I also think like there's a whole thing about is the Hulk actually doing more harm than good in the Marvel universe? Um, not the cinematic, but the Marvel universe. Um, that's an interesting debate we, we might have at some point, but, um, no, Batman's not a superhero. He's a rich dude. Um, and because he's rich, he doesn't have to worry about the things that the rest of us have to worry about like bills or a family or a job or responsibilities in any way. He has a seemingly endless amount of cash And in that situation, he can spend as much money as he wants becoming an incredibly gifted fighter. um, He can get all the latest tech from whether it's Christian Bale Batman or Adam West Batman. It's a regular dude in a bat suit with little ears that is a pretty smart guy who's also pretty rich, who's able to use those things to become um, better. It's like the um, we've talked in the past about the um, amazing Spider-Man series versus the other different pieces. And like one of the things that drives me crazy in the Spider-Man universe is how so many of the movies have taken away from supervillains and tried to just make them regular people who have access to cool tech. And that's what makes them, you know, it's what they did with Shocker in the MCU Spider-Man. It's what they did with um, the rhino in the andrew garfield one it's just these are just regular dudes with souped up tech and it doesn't make them super villains and it doesn't make batman a superhero um i'm i'm very much against it i thought it was interesting um 
you know, I think that that um, one of the worst things to happen to the world in uh, post-2000 was the introduction of the Twilight movies, um, only because when I first started dating my wife, she <laughs> you're, was a you're big saying fan of them. since 2000, Twilight is one of the worst things that has happened to the world. Yeah, pop yep. culture. He's meaning in pop culture. No, I'm just in general. No, he's, he's, just, he's including 9-11 yeah. and pandemics and all of it. Wow. Yeah, okay. I didn't say how long the list is. Um, it's a pretty big list. It's a pretty it's big list. But Twilight it's, it's is on the same Twilight list. Is, is what up there. you're saying? Yeah, it's it's on the it's <laughs> on the list. And and um, the fact that Batman, who is an incredible character, and please don't hear me say Batman is not a superhero, as if I'm saying Batman's not an awesome character because the character is fantastic, but he's not a superhero, and it drives me crazy that we've chosen the Twilight superstar Eric Pattinson or whatever to be Robert Pattinson to be the new Batman, and he might turn out to be great. Um, seems like every third Batman is, um, but I, um, I'm i not a big fan of the actor so far. But he recently said in an interview uh, that in his opinion, um, he's also 33, I'd, I'd bring up, um, but in, you know, he was on December 2nd of 2019, he did an interview, and he said, absolutely not, Batman is not a superhero, and this is the guy playing Batman, um, so I, you know, I just, I'm not there. I think he's that, awesome. That's probably him cool just guy. setting expectations. He's like, I'm not good enough to play a superhero. So no, <laughs> sure. Batman definitely can't be. Sure. Um, so, okay. but let okay. me ask you this. Let me ask this before I get Flynn's opinion. Um, is Iron Man in the exact same boat? Yeah, absolutely. Iron Man is not a superhero either. I've, I've had okay. knockdown drag out fights with, with folks about this. Iron Man is again, an awesome, awesome character. Um, when, when Tony Stark is in the Iron Man suit, Iron Man is, is a, is a, you know, just fantastic hero. Um, he's a, a great team member, um, but he is he is not a superhero. He's different. Okay, okay, sticking to your guns. I'm like pretty um, Flynn. One, uh, you have to judge Robert Pattinson on his Harry Potter character and he played that very well uh i just disregard twilight that's totally fine uh he played cedric diggory amazing two sample size <coughs> flynn sample size doesn't really work the same there. that's not apples Based, to apples uh cedric diggory also not a superhero very very uh, capable of being killed okay so 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 <laughs> that that actually brings me to my second point um if you are defining a superhero as just anyone that has supernatural abilities then yeah all wizards in the harry potter world could be considered superheroes and all inhumans in the marvel universe will then be considered superheroes however they aren't they aren't superheroes they they can just go about regular life and like kevin said pay bills and and worry about regular people things but have these superhuman abilities that does not make you a superhero that superhuman ability does not does not make you a superhero. What makes you a superhero is your heroics. And so that's what sets Batman and Iron Man apart. Now, I could argue that Batman and Iron Man both have superhuman intellect and superhuman will to succeed, um, which is true. However, it's, it's, it's what you do with your what with what you have and some people have more like the hulk he has you know uh, bruce banner has more than uh you know uh, uh bruce wayne uh, he has more 
superhuman abilities. However, it's the heroics that make Batman or Iron Man superhero. Uh, and that would that would be my argument. That is what makes them better heroes. It most makes them heroes. And and a a super individual does not necessarily become a superhero um, just because they're in the comics and have super abilities. What they do matters. I agree with you 100%. There's a difference between a superhero and a supervillain um, or a superhero and just a regular mutant. Um, and so I'm there in so many of these in these arguments. But the, the difference I would make is um, the super piece really does matter. I mean, there's no evidence to support that um, who's smarter, Tony Stark, Bruce Wayne, or Bruce Banner. Like, there's really no evidence to support who's the there smartest. Is. Tony Stark. It's it's been it's been measured. Bruce Wayne has nowhere near the intellect of Tony Stark or Bruce Cite Banner. your sources. Yeah, pretty. Uh, uh, just okay. Watching movies and reading stuff there. The compendium of I tend to agree with Pretty on this one. Tony Stark is way smarter. But here's one of the arguments that I think everyone that everyone is kind of missing out. Bruce Wayne is a human. Batman is a superhuman. The things that Batman does, gadgets, gadget sponsored or not, uh, are extraordinary. They are extraordinary, um, which is part of, you could be extraordinary, superhuman powers. I, you lump it all together. What Batman does, no human can do. Um, is it because of the tech? Maybe. But because he's doing things that are beyond human, regular human capabilities, Batman is a superhero. He's doing it heroically. He's fighting for good. Um, same way with Iron Man. The things that Iron Man does, humans cannot do. So tell me this. A human can do, a human is is, is kind of calling the shots in it, but Iron Man and Tony Stark yeah. are different. Batman and Bruce Wayne are different. There's, there's a hero and then there's the superhero. Um, they even they even allude to that in both the Christian Bale movie and in Iron Man when they get out of their suit and and, and they're like beaten up and, and kind of limping and they're like I need to, I need to take time to heal a little bit because I'm human. Mm -hmm. uh, but when they're in the suit, that's when they're enhanced and, and and it's because of their intellect. It's because because of their money too. Uh, but that sets them apart. You, you know, not everyone can do that, and that's what that's what sets them apart too. So is your argument, Hubcamp, that it's that Iron Man, Batman, like Captain America, is a mantle that can be passed down? Because that's true. Well, in Batman. There's a lot of evidence in ba other, that Batman can do that. I mean, um, there are other Batman sure, that sure, show you up. Can, you can pass it down, but again, the entity is the superhero. What Batman does, I can't. Humans can't just go out. I can't, you know, like look at Kickass. He just puts on a mask and gets destroyed. He's not being a superhero. But what Batman can do, what Batman has the ability to do, his training, his his money, his gadgets, that's extraordinary. That is beyond anything else that, that you would reasonably expect anyone to be able to just put on a mask and do. I can't put on what Batman does and be as effective as Batman. I'm going to get destroyed. You but have you to have could. the training. You, you could have to if have you spend your entire you life rich. So that might be, but that's what makes him extraordinary. That's what makes Batman better. Then, extraordinary than is not super. I, I, I'm there. Time I'm looking is. at I'm looking at two separate dictionary definitions where extraordinary extraordinary abilities or extraordinary powers are part of the definition. You okay? 
broaden can't, it. Can't uh, one argue that almost any any of these comic book superheroes are simply just products of like fortune and circumstance in the sense of in the sense of yes, Batman were. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're defining Batman as being a superhero because he has uh, this crazy amount of money and is able to pay for all these things. Could Absolutely you, could, true. Could you imagine if, the, if Superman ended up on a planet with uh, another orange sun? <laughs> like, right? He'd be uh, a you normal know, that's, dude. that's a circumstance. Um, so yeah, uh, could you I, imagine I you if Captain America didn't happen to uh, didn't happen to like want to i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that one if steve rogers doesn't want to steve rogers doesn't get the super soldier serum he's in he's a hero he's a he's a great person he's not a superhero yes i think i think effectiveness has to come into play as well he would not (laughs) (laughs) you you when you are as effective when you are as hyper effective and you neutralize the types of threats that these people neutralize that is something beyond human capability it's extraordinary it is maybe tech but there's something super about it, and that makes them superheroes. I Bruce agree. Wayne, not a superhero. Batman, superhero. Agreed. Tony Stark <laughs> Agreed. says. Tony Stark says, "I am Iron Man. The suit and I are one." Mm-hmm. Batman. Bruce Wayne never says that. He, that's he because is, different. He puts yeah, Tony on, Stark. Tony Stark embodies Iron Man because he wants to embody Iron Man. He makes them one. Bruce uh, completely separates the two, and so you have to con- consider that. And Rhodey becomes almost as effective as Iron Man. The only thing keeping him from being as effective is the tech. He is different tech. But with better tech, all the MCU has shown us is the tech makes the makes the the soldier. So, point. No, we're, they we're would not about... have put anyone else in Iron Patriot. The, uh, Rhodey, Rhodey is the only person that could be that effective, and what, that makes him a superhero too. Watch Endgame. Watch how good um, uh, uh, Pepper Potts Pepper? is, yeah, having yeah, been yeah, in that she... suit, probably you know. Only a couple times, and she becomes incredible. She was, she was definitely. Training. I was going to say we don't know yeah. how she was definitely training. There, yeah, they bought Tony. Bought had, that Tony was looking into time travel. He he knew this was going to happen. Tony knew this was all going to happen. So Pepper would be training the whole time. You know that we're derailing uh, the conversation from Batman. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Which well, I want to so, bring so up. So no again. one, no one has been swayed. Obviously, no one's going to get swayed. Um, Kevin has probably dug his heels in even further, so he is now standing at a solid four foot one, and uh, <laughs> and that's I just, just not say- good for anybody. We need to elevate him back up uh, and just probably end this discussion saying he's wrong. Most people do shrink when they get older. Don't when you don't dig your heels. Don't. When you dig your heels in, Flynn, that's literally sinking when, into the ground a little bit. When Batman don't hear retired, <laughs> don't hear it as disrespect for Batman or Iron Man at all. But hear it when I'm saying I don't believe it's the same. I don't believe that you should be able to buy your way into it the same way as some of these other individuals who um, who take on abilities, especially like mutations, which becomes something that, that hurts their life. And they turn it around into something that makes them a true hero in a different way. So it's not a disrespect towards Tony Stark or Bruce um, Wayne, but they are not superheroes. You think Elon Musk wouldn't already be Iron Man if he could figure out how to be Iron Man? He would absolutely be in that suit trying to be Iron Man the entire time. Just like he would try to be Batman, but with a face. Elon Musk has all of the money. and He's the richest man in the world. And so, uh, you know, half it, it, his it money takes, just got taken, bro. Half. 
I thought that was Bezos. Oh, that is Bezos. Who am I thinking yeah. of? Yeah, I'm thinking of Bezos. You're, yeah. No, Elon Musk is, yeah. is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. by far he's and away the, the richest the, right now. Is he the yeah. Dogecoin guy? Yes. Yeah. He's... He, 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 yeah, his superhero, <laughs> his superpower is memes he, on Twitter. There's actually speculation that he invented bip, Bitcoin. Oh my God, we're so far off the rails. Uh, is there anything the audience wants to know about us, Pretty? Yeah, I just want to know real quick from you all, though, to wrap this up. Who's the best Batman? Best portrayal of Batman that we've seen thus far? Adam West. Kirsten Bale. Um, I want to say Michael Keaton, but I think that the Dark Knight trilogy is too good. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with Christian Bale as well. Yeah, I okay. said Adam West is a joke. The, my real answer is is the um, is the animated series Batman. I don't know the actor's Kevin name. Kevin Conroy. Kevin yeah, he's the best by far. He he is the, he is Batman. Okay. Okay. Brady, well, what do you say? I I uh, I have the hot take that uh, it's actually Ben Affleck. I think Ben <laughs> Affleck gets you the, suck. gets the. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> it's not every day you come across another person whose mom has the same name as yours. So I'll give him credit. Okay. All right. Let's move on because uh, clearly that Kevin's not being swayed, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, so listeners, we've got some questions from you all. Uh, all of you that have been listening and submitting, writing us questions, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Kevin, your, your mom has been writing in a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not true. But we do, have, we do have individual social media and a lot of our friends – uh, and and hopefully none of our family know that we've been uh, recording these episodes and that we're ready to launch soon. And absolutely none of our students. And, oh, absolutely none of our students. <laughs> so we've been we've been um, compiling questions from them to us that we'll answer on the show. But it's it's not the same as a um, you know replies to other shows because as we sit here today. Um, you know, this is episode seven. We haven't we haven't really gone live with episode one yet. But these are good questions that we've got from from folks who we assume to be listeners because they follow us on social and have told us they intend to listen when we finally publish. Yes, all of those things. So uh, we're gonna kind of just fire through some of these, see what your all's thoughts and opinions are. Uh, first question. Uh, comes to us from I, it, I don't know who it comes from but what is the best mode of transportation define best uh the mode of transportation that you would prefer and take over any other mode i've never I, I i've never i've best. never what? been on one of these but i have to think the answer is bullet train i think that it is <laughs> it is the most the cheapest quickest and most it's efficient not, way it's not widely available it's not available at all in the united states but it's definitely available yeah. in many other countries very effectively and i just have to think that that's the best cars suck the rigmarole on airlines oh. is the worst um i don't want to walk anywhere i hate running i i'm what? If I was patient, I would well, I, take trains everywhere, but I'm not patient. Our trains would be even worse, but a bullet train can get you where you need to go fast enough and efficient. I just, that, that's my, that's my vote. I've never been on one, but I think I, the way I have it worked out in my mind is it has to be the best because everything else is train. the worst. That's okay. I think yeah. it, I think it has to be, uh, like available to us. What, what, what transportation I'm thinking, that's not you know, question. speed of getting, of getting places and also good for the environment. Both pretty and I have hybrids. I don't think either of you have hybrids. Um, so <laughs> I think like pretty as a Prius, I have a Hyundai Sonata. I don't appreciate the condescension think... with which you stated that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know the cars that you both have and Kevin has a truck and you have a white car. I don't think car either of you all have a, have a, 
No, I know. I don't think you guys care about. I should have said I know that you both don't have hybrids, but me and Pretty do, and that has to be probably the best because it it gets you quickly places and it's good for the environment ish. I think it's squirrel suits. Um, (laughs) I think it's those base jumping squirrel suits that. Thank you, Kevin. Oh my god! I was actually thinking about the the squirrel like outfit from Mario Super Mario 3 oh, on that'd Super be Nintendo. Better. That's what I was thinking. Better. And I thought you yeah. were going straight for that little thing. And I was like, that you're right. I didn't know we were going into video games. That's give me a Yoshi. <laughs> well this is this is pretty listen, squirrel Falcon. Look, base jumping squirrel suits are pretty close um uh to to that same situation but that's what i would go with i've never done it i gotta assume i'd be great at it um you know you jump off stuff you spread your arms and you just quickly and easily fly to your destinations um it's like a kite it's it's difficult in situations i imagine to fly a kite when there's no wind or elevation so i i imagine it's not best for every situation but in northern kentucky where it seems to be windy and and elevated at all times um i think we could probably get around in squirrel suits and be just fine and when you're not when when there's no wind you just uber <laughs> so cars can't so you can't guys are going most everyone is going uber. with <laughs> we've yeah, got part- we've got cars uh someone else driving a car and pretty what do you have <laughs> um so kevin Boats. took it to a whole new level but i'm actually gonna say uh <laughs> The subway system of New York City, even though I spent so many hours stuck in that, uh, I have several times said over and over again, and I will say it again, I would rather spend an hour commuting via subway than spend 15 minutes sitting in traffic in a car. Uh, so as unreliable as the New York okay, MTA I'm all, can I'm be. I'm all for like taking the way home that moves but might take 20 minutes instead of sitting in traffic for 15 minutes. I think your time discrepancies are way off on what you'd rather do. Yeah. Give me yeah, that 45 minutes back in a yeah, heartbeat. Y'all didn't live in New York. It's it's That's not an exaggeration. It takes me an hour to get like approximately four miles. No, I don't think it's an exaggeration. I think if you could go 15 minutes somewhere and you decided to voluntarily take an hour, that you did it wrong. Did yeah, I did that. that. <laughs> when, I lived in, when I lived in D.C., I did that. They, all my students were like, we're going to take the metro. And so we would have to take a bus to the metro and then take a metro to the movie theater or wherever we were going. And I would just drive, and and I would leave 45 minutes after they would, and I would beat them there. Because the metro and the bus system was just so slow that I would just drive wherever they wanted to go and beat them there. And that's why it's better. I imagine you were so happy to flex on them that you had a car in the city. Oh, 100%. No, at that at that, at that college, students. you weren't allowed to have no, you weren't allowed to have cars at that college. Like unless you were a senior. I think seniors were allowed to have cars. That was it. Oh, yeah, I was definitely rule. flexing. I never yeah. understood with the universities. Anyways, next question. Uh, what are some of your weird food habits? And I say your because I'm specifically calling out a certain member here, Flynn. <coughs> Flynn. Um, but what are some of your weird food habits? What is something okay, I, that you do that is weird? So I know what you're referencing. Um, I think my weirdest food habit is I put I put honey on my Chipotle burrito bowl. Um, I think it makes it better. Uh, that's not that's, I think that's, that's I, just I adding think it's, sugar to a burrito. Yeah, it's, yeah, basically. And okay. it may, like that, I think that's my weirdest. But but what you're referencing, I think, is completely normal. And it's and it's, it's uh, when I eat a bowl of chili. 
I eat a peanut butter sandwich at the same time. And 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 I think that's completely normal. It's amazing. You've never tried it. it because we've never tried it, uh, disproves it's your argument that it's normal. Yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not normal. I, yeah, I know it's... Okay, okay. I think it's a normal thing in the South because, like, I, I, I grew up that way and I knew everyone that I knew growing up did that. Flynn, isn't your dad like the caterer of Maysville? Uh, he did own a catering company, and uh, yeah, uh, he didn't serve chili though. He served pulled pork. Okay. So yeah, he's a cook. It's a normal thing, okay? If you, <laughs> it's not a normal thing. It's, it's a delicious you can't keep thing too. It's normal, and then it not being normal. Three it's a out delicious of four thing. of us would never do it. It's a, not normal. So it's a peanut butter sandwich with a bowl of chili. Smooth or crunchy. Don't knock it until you've tried. I'm also it. not it's, convinced it's, it's, that Maysville is farther south than Louisville. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely it's not. not. That is, it's, fact. It is it's not. probably not. Uh, <laughs> it's probably okay. a little bit more culturally southern, but it's definitely not further south. Okay, that, that, that is true. I'll give them that. Does yeah. Does anyone have a weird food habit like that? I, I do. I, don't. I, I all through undergrad, um, I got. Uh, weird looks when um, I hate ketchup. I think ketchup is terrible. I think you, all you, condiments kind of suck. I, yeah, I hate ketchup. I hate mustard. <laughs> I, I won't do most kind of. <laughs> Maybe I that, eat that's probably my weird food habit. I just eat everything dry. Yeah, I, I eat <laughs> most things that way. But in um, in undergrad, when you go to these uh, you know cafeteria style all you can eats. I'd go to the French fry station, and I'd put French fries on my plate, and then I'd go over to the pizza station, and I would put marinara sauce on my plate, and I would dip French fries in marinara sauce because it's delicious, but I would never, ever, ever dip French fries in ketchup because it's terrible. Um, and so many people have been like, why would you do that? It's the same thing. It's tomatoes. And I'm like, no, it's not just tomatoes. It's tangy awfulness or delicious goodness. And so I'd... Would I, you dip your pizza in ketchup? No, no. I would dip nothing <laughs> in ketchup. Who would do I that? Would, oh I do dip my pizza in marinara sauce. I, If someone... Um, there's a restaurant I go to, and when they serve chips, they give you a side of marinara sauce. I don't know why, but I love it. So I dip potato chips in marinara sauce. I I would dip anything in marinara sauce. It makes it all better. I feel like I this. I feel like your so weird much. food habit is just like you put marinara sauce on everything. It's yeah, not I like do. a. It's I not do. like a specific he French fry thing. Marinara. You just are like, yeah. I don't care what I'm making. Give me some marinara sauce. Yes. See, Kevin, I'm the opposite. As a kid growing up, I ate ketchup on everything. Like mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, corn on the cob. Like I ate ketchup with steak, you know, everything. Oh, I hate you. And so you ever put I've grown out of my house. I'd throw you out. I've I've grown out of that as you've served me steak at your house before and I didn't put ketchup on it. Uh, he, but he yeah, as, as a kid growing up, that's what I did. I, did I you, put ketchup on literally. Everything. Did you say you put ketchup on eggs, too? I don't like eggs. So, no. What? Oh, I put ketchup like in any way. That's good. Uh, I I buy these little uh, at Costco. They're like egg frittatas that have like cheese and uh, like bell peppers in them, and that and that's what I I like. But you know that's eggs. Regular, right? yeah, regular eggs. I don't I don't like. Like if you, like if, if you just if you put were just like that those exact. I don't like things. scrambled eggs. But that's what you were eating. I don't like. A frittata is an open face scrambled egg with a little bit of in it. You can put it's, those. It's in scrambled mostly eggs. other things. <laughs> 
it's the egg yolk that I don't like, I think. It's the egg whites are fine. Okay. Uh, pretty move But yeah, move I put syrup on eggs. Okay, yeah, I, I don't even have a weird food thing, uh, so I'm going to just move <laughs> to the next question. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, I, so I can't the, talk about So just a those. question for me. We just opened up about <laughs> hey, six different ones for Flynn, um, and Kevin yeah. was like, I like marinara sauce, and then we went back to more stuff from Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> cool, guys. Did you put ketchup I mean, on eggs? I don't like eggs. Another weird food thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I sometimes will put tartar sauce on a burger, but that's not uncommon because Frisch's does that on all of their burgers. So it's whatever. Anyways. Yeah, that's not weird. Uh, okay, so next question then. Um, going off of chili, since we're in the uh, Cincinnati area, Cincinnati chili, yes or no? Also, oh, well, uh, we'll get question. into other topics about this. But I'd like to open this one up, though. Instead of just Cincinnati chili, yes or no, what is the best type of chili? And please describe what you define as this said chili, because everyone apparently makes it different. I have a couple things to say really quickly about this, because when I came to NKU, uh, I had never seen a Skyline chili before in my life. And we went to Skyline for an event with the fraternity my first year, my freshman year. And I ordered like French fries and cold spaghetti and that was it. And I was like, I'm not interested in this goo that looks terrible. And it wasn't until almost 10 years later, I'm back in Northern Kentucky working. And we have a donor who owns Skyline Chili franchises. And we're going and he, I'm going to ask him for a gift. And he says, let's meet at my restaurant. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, and I tried Skyline Chili for the first time. And it's delightful. It's so incredible. And so I said to him, I was like, this is great. I've never had this before. He was like, what? And so I explained to him that I was a little bit off. And he said, here's one of the things you got to know, Kevin. Skyline Chili is actually a Greek stew. Um, when it was created and brought to this area, it's not actually chili. Like, it's a different type of thing that they decided to put over noodles. And because Americans like chili dogs, they started putting it over small hot dogs and did conies. But it's really a Greek stew. And if you can get past that, you can get to the place where you can say, if I want, like, chili. Like, it's it's like football tailgate. It's 40 degrees outside. I'm chilly, and I want some chili. I want something spicy, meaty. A little bit of beans, not a lot in it, um, but like tomato-based, red, hunkered down like chili. You might put some noodles in it, fine. You might put some crackers in it, fine. I don't care. But the chili is the chili. And when I think of chili, I don't think of Cincinnati-style Skyland chili. But I can say definitively that I love Cincinnati-style chili because it's not what it really is. It's Greek stew, and it's delicious goodness. You can put on everything. Yeah, I like I like I like the chili too. It, it, but it, I would not eat a bowl of it. I would not eat a bowl of Cincinnati chili. I, I would I would eat a bowl of. It, I think chili has to be heartier. Like like you were saying, it has to be like meaty. Um, I like beans in in my chili. I like even like random vegetables and, and corn. But I'm 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 weird like that too. But it has to be like. It, it shouldn't fall off your spoon if you like tilt it a little bit because. It, it, like you were saying, it's a stew. Cincinnati chili is a, a, a watery substance that is delicious, but chili should be able to be scooped up with a spoon and like kind of stay on your spoon pretty solid, in my opinion. Yeah, my wife will not try Cincinnati chili. She says, she's like, it's not chili, I won't, I won't even try it. And I've tried to explain to her, um, to quote another 
uh, another movie Flynn hasn't seen, I tell her, why are you being so obtuse? Um, because <laughs> she's being obtuse in that situation where it's like, I, stop saying you're not going to try it because it's not chili. I agree with you. It's Greek stew. Just try it because once you do, you'll find it's delightful. Um, but yeah, I, I think I answered the question. I would just also add really quickly since, since Flynn said hearty, I really love chili as a vessel for gamier meats like venison chili is amazing um and putting as many different types of meats in the chili um and spicing it up will always win you know i've judged many a chili cook-off in my days in higher ed and the the meatier spicier chilies always went out over the sweet chilies i really could take or leave the white chicken bean white bean chili i'm not i'm not all about that nonsense so but hub camp you have not gone yet yeah, I think I think my biggest problem with Cincinnati chili is like Skyline chili dip. When people make that and treat it for like like, hey, let's take these flavors and use it, put them to good use. I'm in for it. I hate Delicious. everything about Delicious. Cincinnati chili though, and, and Skyline and, and Dixie and and Gold Star and all of these places that people from Cincinnati just have such strong affinities to and are like, you gotta get chili, you gotta get chili, you gotta get chili. And it's much like your wife, it's not chili. I don't care that it's Greek stew. I care that every single person around me thinks it's chili. And that makes me so mad that I will blanketedly disapprove of going to Skyline, eating this trash hot dog with this super unhealthy stew atop it and having them just rave about how amazing it is when I really don't want to be there eating that. See, you speak of Dixie Chili, and have you ever had a gator? Yeah, you, you cannot unfairly rope Dixie Chili in with Skyline and Gold yeah. Star. It's very that be fair. different. That may be fair. It was so close very to the house, and, and Pretty went there like at least once a week, probably like five <laughs> times a week. So when I was okay. thinking of Cincinnati Chili, it was, while normally would rank in like the middle of what most common folk would hear or think of. Um, it just was like the first one. So yeah, oh, Dixie, Dixie chili, chili is amazing. Dixie chili is chili, by the way. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I Dixie will back off chili. on Dixie but chili. If you, That's if my you've, mea culpa for, on for, the Dixie chili. For our listeners that have never had a gator at Dixie chili, it is a hot dog with a, 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 a pickle spear, mayonnaise, mustard. chili, and cheese. No, and mustard. No chili. No chili. It's no. I had. I add chili to mine. That's, oh, that's why you I, that, rebel! Yeah. You peanut butter the, the, chili eating the, rebel. The, the chili, the chili, the chili gator is fantastic. I obviously have never had a gator because I don't like most of the things that you put on top. Uh, of me that. either. That's <laughs> terrible. But Dixie chili is incredible. There's a. There's a. Um, the longest, the longest tenured professor at Thomas More University, where I work, <laughs> a couple years ago, he did an empirical research study on. On chili within a 25 mile radius around Thomas More, and they tasted all a bunch of them, and a bunch of people gave their ratings and everything. And Dixie Chili won so far and above because it is absolutely the Not best. Surprised. Skyline was, was the yeah. second. Yeah, see, and that's the problem. Like, Skyline was included on that. There's this. Well, and then there were like five skylines on it. Well, because there's very few chili chains, right? There's chili styles, and there's chili chains. And for chili chains, you know, they were second in terms of people saying, and there was a bunch of them in the middle, and then there was Gold Star at the bottom because Gold Star is yeah, just Gold Star. Yeah, I don't, I don't want us to get into the Geta, but the reason that I'm more appreciative of Geta, I don't think it's the best meat of all time, is because it is something unique. It's, it's different, and they say, hey, here's this like oat-based meat, and it's totally different, and it's not like not like anything else. When you present the the just weird goop that is 
uh, that Greek stew now, um, the, the, the Cincinnati chili, and you're like, hey, here's some Cincinnati chili. I'm just like, get get that out of my face. Yeah, you yeah, don't know what I you're talking that. about. That is I such am a fair so reaction. mad at you right now that like you just you don't even want to talk to your friends anymore because they it's have a such a strong reaction. opinion about how great Skyline Chili is or which Skyline, which franchise is the best, and all this stuff. And you're just like, no, get that crap out of my face. Geta though is unique and interesting, and you can try it. Um, but I don't actually. I I want no part of Cincinnati chili. Have you tried it? Well, though? yeah, mm-hmm. I have. Geta? Okay. okay. Geta, yeah, no. absolutely Geta as well. No, Geta's no, I was terrible. Saying Skyline. Have you we'll, tried We'll Skyline? leave the Geta conversation for another yes. time because Geta's uh, terrible. But so, go ahead. okay, yeah. So, uh, one thing I've learned tonight is I'm definitely going to call uh, Skyline Greek stew from now on. So, I'm going to say I would like to go get Can some get Skyline Greek, Greek stew, please. Spaghetti, please. I'll tell you what. I will be more. I will be more appreciative of it if you get the entire city to start calling it Cincinnati Greek stew. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll try. try. I'll All see right. what I can do. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do another question here, um, and uh, see. Uh, we're gonna steer away from food because uh, Flynn's got some interesting peanut butter chili habits that keep creeping back up, and gators and chili. I don't know what else in chili. Uh, but next question: Would you rather get five hundred thousand dollars in cash, but have to spend it in the next twenty four hours, or receive one hundred dollars per day with no such stipulation? This is so. I simple. have one quick. I have one quick question before I think this is the super simplest. Is there an expiration date on that hundred dollars per day? There wasn't, but I think just for like a, a sheer year. like we let's just assume that it's like maybe that it caps out at uh, five thousand days. So five thousand days would be five million. No, it wouldn't. It, right? It would, no, five thousand days. No, five hundred thousand. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Math, math, math. After an hour of talking, uh, I, I think if if we capped it at a year, I think that would be a, a really interesting um, no, way to look at that's it. That's not because a year it's like thirty six thousand. No. Oh yeah, no. That's no, the right. only way to do See, it is how he, is how is he framed it: that's... five thousand days, so that the total dollar amount is equal. That is that is thirteen point six nine years. Well, thirteen point seven years is how long you're getting paid a hundred dollars a day. And okay. I think it is obviously the that that is a hundred percent the answer. Give me a hundred dollars yeah, a day. I think so too. No. Yeah. No. It it has to be over time. No. What are you going to spend five hundred thousand dollars cash on today? Land. Game stock real stops. Estate. Real estate and land. Try is... to buy real estate in twenty four hours. Okay. Challenge. <laughs> That's a challenge. That's it. a malort challenge. Think you can do it. Well, I'm not going to do that. No, I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I don't have five hundred thousand dollars, so it's hard to make do on your malort bet, pretty. But <laughs> I think if I had five hundred thousand dollars and I wanted to make an offer on a house and have it be accepted, that's different than it being a uh, a fully, you know, complete transaction. So I appreciate the I appreciate the qualifier. So if that's not possible, then it's different. But if someone were to say, "Here's five hundred thousand dollars," decide how to spend it, um, you know, right now, or I'll give you a hundred dollars a day for 13 and a half years. Um, I know what I do. Like when I get cash, like when someone hands me cash, it gets spent on frivolous things. Like anytime I walk by a jar of someone trying to raise money for something, I'm like, Oh, here's my cash. Um, but when it's in my bank account, I'm like super protective of it. The way that real estate works, especially now, I mean, 
Our first home we bought, um, and two years later we sold it for $25,000 more than we paid for it. This house that we bought, it's been two years, we, we've recently had it appraised, it's worth $35,000 more than we paid for it. The way that real estate and land keeps going up in certain areas, I would go buy a house that's pretty good at four hundred grand, put another hundred grand into the whatevers, or just spend the whole thing, and then wait and sit on it um, because at some point when I really need it in retiring I can just put that sucker on the market and in 30 years in 40 years what the market has done for that home um, and the return I'll get on that I would love to have that opportunity whereas if I get a hundred dollars a week I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars a week then hundred dollars a day hundred dollars a day but, but a day. let me let me ask you this I'm gonna spend it let me ask you this Kevin you said that your house is now worth thirty five thousand dollars more than when you paid for it Yep. When when did you buy your house? 2018. So it took you three years to get $35,000, where we're just going to give you $35,000 every year. So that same three years that you're going to spend your money and make $35,000, you would have had $120,000. No, I'll have $535,000. Yeah, that's that's. You, you would have a house and $35,000. When I go to sell it, I'll have five hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars minimum. So I, I, again, this is a great. Okay. Listen, I'll take okay. either one. That's fair. I will That's take fair. either one. Okay, I think it's great. <laughs> hundred dollars a day. There's a way to turn it, but I just don't trust myself not to spend it because I watch. I don't trust my Here's, wife not to spend it. Pretty, pretty. Knowing. Can we buy stocks? Yeah, dude. That's the whole point. You got to buy yeah. game stocks. You can do that with hundred a day too. But here's here's yeah, why stocks. here's why I'll take hundred dollars a day over five hundred thousand dollars that I have to immediately spend. If I have to spend five hundred thousand dollars at the end of that day, I no longer have any money coming in. If I am getting paid hundred dollars every single day, I basically don't have to work because I can use that money however I see fit. And yes, it's not a ton of money, but um, you get three thousand dollars a month in your paycheck. You can afford your stuff and if you have a job on top of it then this is just easy money you can spend um, save you can invest you can do all that same stuff and it's steady and it's coming in for 13 and a half years and I just think it's a much more relaxed way to where I could quit my job if I became unhappy and have this lovely experience of still have that money coming in and, that, and I think my work-life balance I think my overall joy yeah. is way higher if I know I've got this income coming in over if I'm trying to spend a mass amount of money immediately I'm with Hove Camp it's it's Bobby Bonilla. It's it's Bobby mm-hmm. Bonilla and the Mets. Kevin, Give you know me that. that Bobby Bonilla contract. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, for those of you that don't know, Bobby Bonilla still, who has not played in like <laughs> decades, still gets paid a million dollars a year. Yeah. And will like for 1. the next five mil. Will yeah. for the next like fifteen or twenty more years again because of the contract that he signed, um, and it's just magnificent. Thank you. Um, look up. Yeah. Thank you. Happy, happy Thank Bobby you. Benia Day. The Mets. <laughs> I love the Mets how I love how uh, we. The last two times we've recording, we've tried real hard to make sure everyone listening knows I am short, old, <laughs> and a Mets and Jets fan, so that they just are like, "Wow, I feel sorry for this guy." Or do you have any other all. characteristic traits? Do I have any <laughs> other characteristic traits? I don't know. I like bourbon. It's like my whole thing. Like when, like I watched, um, you know, it's a snow day, so I'm home with my son. So I'm also exhausted because it was a snow day, and I'm home with my son, trying to work. Yeah, I'm there parent. with you. Um, <laughs> so we watched, uh, um, what's that movie? Soul again, the new, the new uh, Disney movie. 
Um, and, you know, I was thinking about... <laughs> I'm not sure what, that your son gets it. No, he doesn't. He, I don't but I was thinking about what, what my little my little new soul would be with their badge and what the different personality traits are. It'd be like the saddest little soul ever going to earth, like future Jets fan, future Mets fan, um, decides to go into education. Um, and then it's like short, older than most people he spends time with by not a lot, but they bring it up all the time. And then it's like, what's, what's my, what's my spark? And it's bourbon. You know, it's like, that's me. That's my whole thing. So that's, you know, behind the bourbon, that's that's what you get. That's who you get every week. Behind um, the bourbon, Dr. Kevin, K. is actually just more bourbon. Yeah. Oh. There is nothing else. I drink bourbon and I earn degrees. It is what okay. I do. <laughs> Tyrion we, Lannister over here, also short. Oh, we've learned we've learned so much about uh, you all tonight. This is great. Um, but I still think there's a little bit more we can learn. So last question. What is uh, what is a seemingly normal thing that you uh, recently discovered that you can't do yourself? Um, so, Kevin, you can't say reaching the top shelf at the grocery store. We know that that's something you can't do. Good one. Um, Pretty. That was a low hand and, and, and <laughs> I like that for you, it's like coming up with jokes is something you can't do. Yes, that is something I can't <laughs> Original do. Original jokes. Or, or finding a hat that fits. <laughs> now, that is, that is, that's, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I well, recently I discovered, I recently discovered that there are two sides to a mailbox. So, you know, there's like the, the like the slit side that you, you put mail in, and then there's like the open side that you put bigger packages in. So I, I, I get Stitch Fix every month. And so I was taking my Stitch Fix and trying to shove it in the, like the slit part of it. And it would take me like 10 minutes each time to like shove it in there so that it would go down. I didn't know that it opened from the other side that my, and then my wife was like, you, you don't you don't know that and I was like yeah I, I didn't know this this is amazing this is the best uh, realization that I could possibly have right now I, I could be that, wrong I don't think every mailbox has that trait I yeah I don't yeah. think so yeah mail, mailboxes in Maysville definitely don't I, I go like I live very very close to like the main post office in Louisville so anytime I have to mail letters or, or anything I go to the main post office and it's like a drive by where you don't put packages in the back because you go into the post office and they always have the 24 hour like lobby open when you drop packages in so it's very easy to assume that all of the mailboxes would be like the drive through ones where there's just nothing in the back and it's just letter drop off um, so that, yeah interesting I will take I'll take the same theme. Um, I recently learned I have no idea how mail works. Um, I was mailing a letter to a donor uh, from work and I decided instead of ha instead of just sending it to my assistant and saying, get this where it needs to go, I was like, I'm gonna do this. So she wasn't there that day, so I got the envelope, I wrote my letter. I put a small, like a Thomas More mask in the thing, and I am like, all right, and I, I get it ready to go, and and then it's like, all right, I put a stamp on it, and I'm like, oh wait, how many stamps does this thing need? Because you've mailed me regular... a potato. Well, yeah, but there are services. <laughs> for that. There's services for that. 
Um, I used a, a potato mailing service to mail you a potato. I didn't. I didn't myself mail you a potato. I pay. I paid someone. Potato to do Express. That. Way more money than a potato is worth. By the I'm way, mail Kevin. It a cost potato. me like thirty dollars oh to mail I'm you a potato. Gonna put a stamp on a potato. How? I, I'm so. I, that makes me so sad now. I was so happy to receive that potato, but now that I know that, I've, I've, I think less of it. <laughs> well, uh, that hurts, but I I really don't know. So I, I asked one of the people I work with, I was like, how many stamps does this need? And they're like, what's it weigh? I was like, I don't know, like a little bit. And it was just one of those situations where <laughs> she's like, well, are you putting a, are you metering it or putting on a forever stamp? I was like, well, I don't need a forever stamp. They're only going to open it once. And there, there's that, this that, whole Hang world. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop, stop, stop. Was that a poor attempt at a joke, or did you honestly not know what a forever stamp was? I honestly don't know what a forever stamp is. I know there are stamps. I, I don't either, Kevin. I, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I, have no clue. I don't understand how this works. Why are there stamps that are worth more than there other stamps? There are so many different types of so stamps. Here's, I here's so what I did. Oh my God, here's, so here's what I did. I put three stamps on it and put it in the outgoing mailbox and just said, I hope it gets there. And I, I hated myself for that because... It's probably 15 cents. I assume all stamps are 5 cents. I really don't know that to be true. I just <laughs> think least, that. I think they're at that's least a Jacob pretty, that now. That's a Jacob pretty fun fact is that all stamps are worth 5 cents. Um, you got to ask I, old people, Kevin. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do the mail. I know. I, listen, I'm a millennial, and I do know how to properly address an envelope, but I don't understand what happens after that. No one ever taught me, and if they did, I wasn't listening, and I didn't think I needed to know it, but now I'm 33, and I mail stuff all the time and I don't know how to do it it's it's a huge deal it should be normal and I just don't know and and that's that's bizarre because I would have thought that like when you were writing letters home to your sweetie in World War II like you would have figured out that you know how the mail works <laughs> it was not it was a different time <laughs> dear Virginia uh, fun fact though um, oh you were actually off. Uh, it's eleven times that the average price 55 for stamps is fifty-five cents. cents. Yeah, what? fifty-five. That's absurd. 55. <laughs> <laughs> That's absurd. I, 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 I was with Kevin. I, I thought they were fifteen. Okay, so. so here's the thing: stamps go up incrementally all the time because the postage Hence service doesn't make doesn't make enough money to cover anything. So they're like, I yeah, guess we'll, we'll just raise stamps two cents, and. That doesn't help anything, but whatever. Where that do you learn this? Is it in the news? Anyway, yeah, you have to ask old people. Um, so it's in the news. they're the only ones that know how <laughs> how much stamps are at the time. I but just anyway, find random old people. A and forever stamp. A forever <laughs> stamp. I, I buy a book. I, w I mail one mortgage check a month. That's the only time I ever use stamps. So if I buy a book of stamps, a book is twenty, Kevin. Uh, so if I buy twenty what? stamps, that why is, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that either. I'm, I'm more on, I'm more like Kevin than most people on this situation. How many, how many so, stamps would be in a murder of stamps, uh, we, or in a gaggle of stamps? Hard to say. Uh, well, curious. there's a roll so, or a so sheet or a book. So I have rolls recorders. I have a books, year and a half worth of stamps. Have more. In that year and a half, those the cost of stamps could go up. If I bought 55 cents of postage, that wouldn't mail a letter if stamps went up. If I buy a forever stamp, it is always good for the cost of one stamp. But why? why everyone always buy that? They do now. But it was they, a big they, deal yes. when it first started. Yeah, because <laughs> it was originally like, oh, we're going to come out. But the forever stamps initially were more expensive, right, Hove Camp, than uh, a standard not, stamp. I'm not positive on that, but yeah. 
But they, this so you always, you always no, got I, the hookup forever since. I'm there with Kevin. I'm like, I'm learning so much right now. Like, Hope Camp is is, <laughs> is explaining the mail industry to us well, right now. Well, <laughs> let me just say, Hallmark sold stamps. So, <laughs> full circle. So I full circle from a very young age how stamps work. <laughs> I'd like to buy a book of stamps. 720. It's not 720 anymore, but it was back then. Smile. <laughs> Third pour this evening, just putting that in the sound. Bringing it full circle. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Well, this is a lot about me this episode. I'm glad this happened. Yeah, we're doing Beyond the Bourbon, Kevin edition. Cowboy, uh, hope- short, old, doesn't know male. Great. Uh, don't forget, Sheriff fin- Kev. Finch drinks in churches. Uh, yeah, that is not true. It's not true. One Smirnoff Ice does not binge drinking make. Uh, okay. It's been your tolerance. Did level. you pace yourself good. on that? Stop it. Stop. <laughs> uh, Hope Camp, did you did you have anything you wanted to share with us? Uh, or you, uh... I honestly when you initially skipped that question, I was happy because I didn't see it. Uh, initially, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I, I was like, oh man, weird food habits. Yeah, I, I couldn't talk about any of these things. Um, but no, I actually don't have any seemingly normal thing that I just recently <laughs> discovered I can't do. Um, well, I have several seemingly normal things that I can we, tell you about that I agree. can't do. Um, so yeah, it's all good. Uh, so, well, I'll go on my tail then. <clears throat> and you all won't be exiting this time, hopefully. Who knows? No, Might. not at all. I don't know. Definitely uh, Chris, not. Good. I'm still going to leave. We're here. <laughs> I'm here for so, the long haul. As you all know, uh, I am left-handed. Um, well, what? you all, listeners, you don't know. But yeah, yeah, Flynn, I'm left-handed. Yes, left-handed. Yeah. So um, I've discovered, and I keep trying to tell people this, that when it comes to like cutting things, I can't cut things with scissors i legitimately cannot cut things like so in anytime someone's like oh hey can you cut this slip of paper for me or can you cut some wrapping paper for me i can't do it because i'm left-handed and that's and they've all left me now anyways listeners thanks for listening to my left-handed tale um if any of you are like me and can't cut paper because you're left-handed as well if you can point me in the direction of special left-handed scissors i'm always open to that uh and yeah thanks for uh getting a little bit more personal with us this week and uh until next time if you want to keep listening to us hope you do cheers have a bourbon on us